Hi, Sam. Hi, Lauren. Are you ready to talk about our new movie, The Spy Who Dumped Me? I am, because after all, we are the watchers of movies. everyone hello <laughs> hello so sad news today about chadwick boseman yeah that's so sad yeah. he's so young i know he's like what 43 or something yeah mm-hmm. damn it was like so sudden too you know yeah nobody knew like he wasn't open about his cancer so yeah and i guess he like he had filmed those movies while he was like struggling through like chemotherapy or something so oh really that that's what my friend told me so i don't know how true that is but um it's i mean either way like too young you know yeah too young very sad very very sad so his legacy he's got a good legacy but i wish that obviously he could have been here for a lot longer (laughs) yeah for sure i wonder what they're gonna do like if they're gonna like recast black panther or you know yeah i don't know i was i was kind of wondering about that and i don't like part of me thinks just don't just don't just right i mean the movies that were made were really good but i i feel like recasting it would be i don't disrespectful. know disrespectful yeah that's the word i'm yeah. looking for disrespectful i think just like for once in hollywood just let things be done yeah like yeah like the ending of avengers endgame was so good that storyline is it's it's like you know like we've talked about tv shows that should have ended like way before they did supernatural (laughs) yeah so they have this this very good great ending and i think disrespectful is the perfect word like to build on that with a different actor i I think would be also distasteful as well yeah yeah big time yeah and honestly though i wouldn't put it past hollywood to do that you know right yeah because they i think they like in my mind they'd pitch it like oh this is a good way to to honor his legacy and i'm like no just letting it be would be a good way to honor his legacy not erasing like creating new memories with a different (laughs) person is you know right well, and like, what if the new person that they cast is terrible? Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, I don't know if they'd cast someone terrible, but like, <laughs> no, I you think, make a good, you make a good point. <laughs> I think maybe if Marvel wants to continue making action movies, then they should find another, they should find another comic book character that's played by a person of color and make those movies, not keep going with Black Panther. Yeah, personally, yeah, I agree. And yeah. I mean, there's a lot out there too that mm-hmm. there's like a whole wealth of you know, comic book heroes that they could. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. You're right. It's distasteful. That's, that's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and there's so many ideas and new ideas and great ideas in the world that they don't have to keep relying on the same old thing if they, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Or keep remaking or like making movies out of books that should have never been made into movies. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, just uh, I just think like move forward and yeah. let his legacy speak for itself. You know, I agree. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sad news. Yeah, sad, sad news day. About that. Yeah. So, 
we have a mini topic. We do. So, okay, our topic is strong female friendships, and we did TV and movies because I was struggling real hard finding stuff for movies. And I, like, had a certain idea of what kind of strong female, like, friendship I wanted. So there was, like, certain movies like Clueless where I was like, mm, not strong enough, you know? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I also didn't want to repeat any, like, First Wives Club, you know, because right. I just talked about them a couple weeks ago. So I, yeah, but I did got, I did get quite a few that I'm, I'm pretty proud of. Um, I will go first. Okay. So I went slightly unorthodox on some of them. Um, okay. This first one being the one that I'm talking about. And it's called Miss Pettigrew Lives for a Day. Oh my Have God, that movie is so cute. I, it's like, it's a really awesome movie and I, I don't think it got its due. I think it's, it's amazing. But the unorthodox thing I'm talking about is, is it's basically just a day in the life. So Amy Adams and Frances McDormand meet that one day and I just think they strike up this beautiful weird friendship and it's just like it's pre-war London like right before World War II and it's just it's a really interesting commentary on class and on what the world is like right before a war where like the youth is trying to ignore it and the world is about to change and I don't know. I think it's a beautiful movie and I hope that people who hear this give it a shot because I I think it's definitely worth watching and I really love it. And they're just, their connection, their friendship is so, it's very heartwarming. It's almost like a, almost a mother daughter friendship, but not quite because there's an age difference between them. Right. But at the same time, like they both expand each other's horizons in ways that neither of them could have imagined at the beginning of the day. <laughs> but it's just, I just, I really love it. I, it's, and also I had a little bit of trouble with this as well, because I think that there are a lot less movies about female friendship than there are about males, because I could think oh, of absolutely. a ton of male friendships that I really like in movies, but females took me a while. So, yeah, but I would recommend Miss Pettigrew Lives for a Day. I would too. Actually, I think that movie's really cute. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's feel good with like interesting darker subtext. And that's yeah. I think whoever wrote it did an excellent job with that balance. I'm gonna have to rewatch that movie again. I have it. I know I yeah. own it. Yeah, me yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Um my first one is Broad City. Oh, I've never seen probably it. <laughs> Yeah, you tell me I would like it. So it's about these two young Jewish women living in New York City and just their like adventures from day to day. And they're so relatable and so funny. And like they love each other so much. You know, they're like, do whatever it takes for each other. It's 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 just such an open and honest view of like sexuality and just like being like a young woman in your 20s, you know. It, it, it's refreshing and it's cute and I love the actresses. It's Abby Jacobson and uh, Lana Glazer. And um, I'd recommend that for anyone, for male and female. It's it's very funny. And Hannibal, Bur- Hannibal Burgess is in it too and he's hilarious. Oh, really? And, yeah. Um, and it's just, it's it's really cute. It's a really cute show. Uh, yeah. W- was it on cable or is it streaming? It was on Comedy Central and it's on Hulu now. 
Okay. Yeah. I know you've told me that I I'll I'd like it, and I think you're probably right. I just have. I think you'd like it too. Things I've watched, I just haven't put it on yet. (laughs) Yeah. No, I understand. I get it. It's it's really cute. It's I would I would definitely recommend it, and and their relationship is just so. You know, like they're they're a little bit like, you know codependent of each other but in the best way possible (laughs) so yeah that was something that I really liked about spoiler alert about the spy who dumped me okay the codependence that's all I'll say for now but anyway okay okay (laughs) I like that kind of friendship in movies and tv as well yeah so that that makes me even more likely to check it out eventually so my next one is broke down palace Okay, which I've never I seen that one. you've never seen it. Mm-mm. It's another movie that I would strongly recommend to people. It's very uh, heavy. It's not a comedy, right? Uh, Claire Danes and Kate Beckinsale are in it. They play best friends who go to Thailand, and they end up uh, through a series of unfortunate—not really a series—through one unfortunate event, they get put in prison in Thailand. Oh my god! And it's it's really good. Because, I mean, it's very heavy. It's not like a movie you just put on, but it's it's a really good, it's an interesting story of friendship because they are best friends, like best, best friends. And it's interesting because they, you get to see how their friendship goes while they get put in prison and you never know. You, It's not apparent exactly whose fault it was that they got oh. sent to prison because they got caught with like drugs in their backpack. Okay. And so neither one of them know who put the drugs there or if they were framed you right. know like you get kind of an idea of whose fault it may be and then but it's it's just it's do you ever find really, out or do they um, always keep it vague they keep it vague but you kind of find it. it's hard to explain like so claire dane's character is like the competent sassy friend and kate beckinsale is kind of like the more mousy like follow along friend Right. They were like, in the beginning of the movie, she, they were going to go to Hawaii, but then Claire Danes is like, no, I want to go to Thailand. And so they went to Thailand. Right. And then they meet this very attractive Australian man who sort of takes them out and winds them and dines them. And Claire Danes doesn't really want anything to do with him. You can't tell if she does or she doesn't, but then him and Kate Beckinsale sort of hook up. Okay. But, you know, you're, he's kind of playing both of them, but Kate Beckinsale's character, like, falls for it more than Claire Danes does but you still don't know at first who put the drugs in the backpack if they even did it because like maybe the taxi driver did it you know there's there's various circumstances and then um as the movie goes on you sort of I personally think that it was Kate Beckinsale like I think the Australian man asked her to put them in in her backpack and you know she thought that they were in love because she was sort of like the less street smart friend and the ending is very, it's very, it's very intense. Okay. So my second one is Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Paula and Rebecca. Um, I love Paula with every ounce of my being. I think she's amazing. She's funny and she's clever and she's just like, you want her on your side, you know? And Rebecca, I love her too, but she's got a lot of demons that she needs to deal with. Um, I'm not sure how far you are in that series, but um, 
one I know one of our friends, Samantha, had started watching it again. And she's like, oh my God, I love this show. It's so good. And I'm like, I know, I told you. <laughs> so I would also recommend that one. It is a musical for our, our listeners out there. Um, so if you're not super into musicals, you might not want to watch it. But it's they're they're funny, satirical, it's comedy. So, you know, but it takes what I really like about <clears throat> And that shows that it takes a very honest and open look at mental illness. And it's very refreshing, I think, because I think that there's a lot of stuff out there who it's either, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, they're, they're just crazy. Well, there's a lot more to it than that. And it's just nice to watch something where you're like, I guess... I, I don't really know how to say this because I'm not at the same level of like mental illness that Rebecca is, but it's just nice to see that representation of someone else who's also struggled with mental health, you know? Um, I mean, like we all have, you know, like I, I'm pretty open and honest, like I being isolated with quarantine and everything, it, you know, I was depressed and, and stuff like that. And so having having a show where they are not shying away from it or they're not like making fun of it and they're very um realistic about it it's it's very nice it's nice to see that yeah yeah Which i kind of got yeah. off topic but no I feel very strongly about this show i really love i like it, their so. friendship as well i i'm less of a fan of the show as you are but i do really like their friendship and i really like paula yeah and I I I think that's a good choice in terms of female friendships. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> she reminds me of an old coworker that I had. So when I was watching this show, I was like, oh, I love her so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your next one? Um, I picked now and then. Okay. I knew you were going to, so I didn't put that on my list. <laughs> yeah. When I was a kid, I was, I loved that movie. I loved that movie. And I was a so movie. jealous because I wanted friends like that so badly. And I wanted my mom and dad to let me ride my bike hither and thither <laughs> with not a care in the world. And I like, that movie was like probably one of the defining friendship movies of my childhood of my life like oh yeah I didn't make friends easily I think I I made acquaintances pretty well but friends didn't really come easy t for me and so that movie was like a like a daydream movie almost like I, I just wanted that so badly when I was growing up like like so 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 badly and it's just it's just a really good I feel like most women who are listening to this who are our age or around our age probably enjoyed that movie i yeah. I'm, not, I'm not like i don't feel weird saying that general like generalizing i mean i don't feel weird generalizing but i think it was it was very like defining for ladies of our generation i i agree with you and i just i wanted that what they had so badly and i wanted their life like just i don't know i mean they had bad circumstances like Thora Birch's parents were getting divorced and 
Gabby Hoffman's parents were divorced. Christina Ricci's mom died. And, you know, what's, I don't remember the other girl because she's not famous anymore, but, you know, she had like a weird overbearing mom. So they didn't have perfect lives, but their friendships were so, their friendship and their freedom was so fun to watch. Yeah. That was a cute movie. I loved mm-hmm. the soundtrack for that. Me too. I, times on yeah. <laughs> I owned the soundtrack on cassette tape and CD. Did you? My life. sister had it yeah. and I think I stole it all the time to listen to that soundtrack because I loved yeah. it so much. Yeah, yeah. It was a very fun movie. Very a, like very, a little bit bittersweet, I think. Oh, big time. Yeah. 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 But it's a, it's a beautiful film mm-hmm. for sure. That's a great one. Yeah, that's another movie that has a lot of subtext that mm-hmm. uh, at first glance, when you're young, you might not catch it all. But as you watch it, as you get older, I haven't seen it in a really long time, but I assume it would hold up for me because of how important it was for me as a child. But I'm wondering if somebody watching it for the first time now, I wonder how they would, would like it. You know, I'd, I'd be interested right. in hearing what their opinion was. Okay, so I'm going to just do one more. Okay. And mine is, it's called For a Good Time Call. For oh, yeah. I think you mentioned that you told me I should watch it. Please I think please. you'd really like it. It's, yeah? it's about this woman who moves in with this girl. And the girl that she moves in with is a sex, a f- f- phone sex worker. Uh, a phone sex worker? Hotline, sex hotline. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, phone sex hotline. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... Um, and the woman that moves in is like a little bit more conservative. She just got broken up by her boyfriend and her boyfriend was like, the reason I'm breaking up with you is cause you're boring. Oh, and geez. so she's like going through like a, like a early 20, like a quarter life crisis. And this girl moves in with her or she moves in with this girl who is just crazy, but they end up having this really great connection. And, and the woman starts working with her on the, the sex hotline. And, um, Actually, one of the women is married to Seth Rogen. I think her name's like Lauren Rogen. Oh, really? Yeah. And he is in it for like a split second. But there is this scene at the end, and I don't want to ruin anything for you, but it's it's just so cleverly done. And it's just a funny movie, and it's cute, and it's heartfelt, and these women have this, like, great relationship, but it, it's not, initially, they don't even like each other. So, like, oh, okay. Yeah, so, like, grows into something where, like, the, the end scene, I, it, I just, I can't even explain it to you, because it will never do it justice compared to just seeing it. Yeah, um, I'll have to check it out. I like Ari Grainer a lot. I'm looking at the cast list right now. Oh, are you? Okay. I like Ari Grainer a whole lot. I think she's very Is funny. Is she the blonde? Yes. Okay, yeah. I do too. She's funny. This is one of those movies where they trick you. It says Hulu, but then it says, oh, you need to add on to watch mm-hmm. it. But um, yeah, I'll check it, it was, out. I'll check it, it was out. able. I don't... I was able to watch it without any add-ons, but that was like a year ago, so I don't know. So the spy who dumped me. Yes. All right. <clears throat> what did you think of it? I really liked it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I laughed out loud many times. God, I'm so happy. I was so nervous. Okay, so I should explain to everyone. So first, I'm gonna explain. 
<laughs> there is this movie called Storks. And when Storks this came out. This movie called Storks. There is the movie called Storks. Thank <laughs> you. So when Storks first came out, Sam saw it and she loved it. And she would not stop talking about it. That I laughed. Listen. The first time I saw Storks, I laughed so hard I couldn't breathe at one point. <laughs> I've never laughed that hard at a cartoon. <laughs> but like. The funny thing is to me is that every time we'd hang out, she'd go, guys, let's watch Storks. <laughs> like, so it was like every time. So the spy who dumped me, I initially saw it with my friend, um, Emily. <clears throat> and then it was on Hulu. And then I watched it again. And then I watched it again and again and again. <laughs> and I was like, Sam, I think that the spy who dumped me might be my Storks. <laughs> so she's like let's do an episode on it and I was like hell yeah and that's what we decided to do and the thing is I feel like when that movie came out I'm looking it up oh it got a 49% on Rotten Tomatoes which surprises me I think it should be higher and I feel like when that movie came out it was like a blip on the radar like oh yeah here it is and then it's gone and I I don't know why. I think it's so funny. I it's think clever. Kenan is so good. And she's the reason that I laughed out loud. Every time oh, I yeah. laughed out loud was her. And I think a lot of times the sidekick character can be like terrible or awesome. And she's awesome. And yeah. she's less of a sidekick because I think it's more leaning towards a partnership than like she's the sidekick. But it is technically Mila Kunis's story. Right. So she is, I guess, if you're going technicalities, Kate McKinnon is the sidekick, but she's so, she's so good. And she's unique. Like her, her lines are very unique. Her actions are unique. Like I have to, I'm jumping around, but so they're in that cafe and Mila Kunis kills a guy and they're running across the street and Mila Kunis is like, I just killed a guy. And Kate McKinnon says, stop yelling that out loud. And I laughed so hard because it's making me laugh right now. And then they steal that car. They steal that car, but not can drive a manual. And so they're just like creeping down the road and they like gently hit a newsstand. Like they're yeah, going like I literally two miles an hour. <laughs> and the people are outside they're like in their, in their 70s outside yeah. of the car like what let us back in what you, well and they're not they, even like they're <laughs> and then they're like on the car abort the mission so they just get out and run away <laughs> like i'm like literally crying i know um, it was so <laughs> like the people the people who own the car we're like literally just shuffling along yep. beside it like shrugging yeah. and being like what are they gonna get out of the car like they weren't even like upset about this they were just like what are these girls doing yeah like they were so confused and I think that's really funny because I've never really seen an action comedy do something like that before but anyway. yes I liked it and I think it should have gotten more I would think it was due more praise than it got and um, yeah I don't know if like movie reviewers were just jaded and they went in with a like a sour mindset but I right. think it's fresh and it's funny and it's in I think so something that I also thought of when I was watching it and one of the reasons I like Kate McKinnon so much is because let me rewind so I like Melissa McCarthy a lot mm-hmm. but I think she gets into this rut and I think it's a Hollywood rut and I think 
her and Rebel Wilson, we've talked about this before, get into a rut because they're heavier. Yeah. And Hollywood cast them as like the clumsy, heavy, like kind of gross sometimes sidekick. And I think that Melissa McCarthy is so much funnier than that. But she gets like sometimes they put them in this like box. And Kate McKinnon was never like gross, you know? Right. She was a good friend sidekick and i i wish that they would do that with comedy actresses like melissa mccarthy more often or rebel wilson more often because i think that it was just so well done yeah i totally i totally know what you mean i so her character's name is morgan um and i first of all i thought if kate mckinnon wasn't in the spy who dumped me i don't think i would have liked it nearly as much as i did right oh big time she was like she pretty much made the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was of course. Hilarious. And also, like, full disclosure, Sam, I'm just like a tiny bit in love with Kate McKinnon. So <laughs> she's awesome. She's like, so funny. I love she's her. So like, 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 I'm, I'm in love with her. Okay. <laughs> so I would like, recommend anybody, anybody look up Kate McKinnon's SNL sketch with Ryan Gosling and Cecily Strong, where they talk about being abducted by aliens. <laughs> it's one of the funniest modern SNL sketches that I've ever seen. And she's so good. She's so good on SNL. She's so good in this movie. She can do no wrong. I <laughs> she's she's awesome. Yep. Yeah. She's great. I love her. Um it all started when I saw her in Ghostbusters for the first time, and I was like, who is this goddess? <laughs> and then, you know, and that's our love story. <laughs> what a meet-cute. What a meet-cute. Um, okay, so you want to start talking from the beginning? Sure. All right, so Shitty Drew, well, well we don't know that immediately, when immediate, like the first scene is like him running through like a polish marketplace or something like that yeah i think he was in lithuania okay so lithuanian marketplace and we're like oh shit this dude has a lot of guns and he is not afraid to shoot people right there was a lot of like like uh nonchalant killing in this movie which kind of (laughs) shocked me not shocked me in a bad way but just like mila kunis and kate mckinnon like killed people with really not blinking an eye i mean their lives were in danger but they still like i kept thinking the whole time i was like this was way more violent than i anticipated (laughs) and there's a lot of like murder happening that doesn't seem to be hanging over their heads very much like they're gonna have to live with these murders for the rest of their lives and they're just like killing everyone yeah that was kind of shocking to me like i I almost want to say like that aspect was slightly over the top with how much those two killed people. But yeah, he's like a CIA operative and he killed a lot of people. Right. Right. So anyway, um, so he dumps Audrey, who's played by Mila Kunis, and overtaxed, which is a really shitty way to dump someone. Like, what the fuck? Just tell them in person, right? Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't send somebody a a written typed or written breakup like do right. it or do, don't do it over the phone either like do it in person no it's like super yeah. impersonal to just be like hey it's not working out it's like what you can't tell me why it's not working out um so they <laughs> so okay so it's audrey's birthday and um morgan is trying to cheer her up 
And I thought the the friend, the, their third friend, who was like the really <laughs> shitty friend. Yeah. <laughs> I just like what? Like okay, so there is um I don't know if you've ever seen um Bridget Jones Diary. Yes. But there's like a person that is in in it who they call like a jellyfish or something because she's pretty but like everything she says is like very stinging oh yeah something like that so Mm -hmm. this girl is like coming up to audrey and she's like oh hey so sorry about your breakup i just thought you two were like like just kind of like a weird couple like you know like i always thought he like kind of just like be with like a cool girl you know like a model or something (laughs) and audrey's like cool just got broken up with but why don't you remind me how not cool i am to be with my and like boyfriend. there was a line she said where she's like if i met him and he wasn't introduced to me as your boyfriend i would never guess that he would yeah. have been your boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so mean like i think we've all had friends like that in the past oh yeah like everything they say is uh has a double meaning yeah where you're yeah. like <laughs> You're like, yeah, think, wait, what? Excuse me? <laughs> a backwards compliment, friend. Yeah. 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 Um, and I love how uh, Audrey's like, oh, God, so-and-so's here. I can't remember her name, her character's name. She's not in it for very long. But she, um, <laughs> Audrey's like, what? The audacity. I can't believe that she. Tess came Tess yeah I can't believe that Tess came here and Audrey's like you invited her didn't you and (laughs) she's like there was a there was a I needed to have a certain amount of people to reserve the space so I had to invite her and Tess is like the worst she's like going up and ordering like a custom cocktail and everything and like just just like one of those people you're like oh god this person's here and she's the worst and I don't want to be around her but you know I mean she had to she had to rent out the bar right yeah yeah for the 30th yeah. birthday party yeah. yeah yeah so then they meet the um sexist Ukrainian the Ukrainian man yeah. Ukrainian man who I love like I love I just love Morgan, how she's like, okay, okay, this is, I'm going to work with this. I'm going to work with this to my advantage. And she goes up to Audrey and she's like, tell her what you told me. And he's like, you have baby doll face. <laughs> she goes, no, 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 be specific to her. You have big baby eyes and be, what did she say? Like something like luscious pillowy lips or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But anyway. So she just basically brought him up brought yeah. him up to make audrey's audrey character feel, better. feel better on her birthday in like a really backward sexist way yeah but they end up going home together so <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because well we'll get into it anyway so then we're introduced to um sebastian henshaw right yes. sam hugan yeah yes and Audrey works at what I'm assuming is a Trader Joe's because it looks just like Trader Joe's. Did you think that was maybe Trader Joe's? I thought it was like a knockoff Trader Joe's. Yeah. Like it was just <laughs> like an organic place. Like maybe they couldn't pay enough to get actual Trader Joe's logos on things. So they just made like an organic grocery store. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. And um, which 
she's like walking him to his car and of course he's all like charming and british and stuff well, like he like that. flirts and... with her at the checkout line yeah he buys gum and she's kind of sad like audrey mila kunis is kind of like glum it's the next day and she's like sad because oh you missed like there was like a throw a flashback to like one year earlier and it oh, showed yeah, that's how right. she met her boyfriend the spy like they were at the jukebox and they were flirting with each other and she like gave him money and she said you know you have to find the worst song in this jukebox and so they're like you see their meet cute basically and then the next it was her birthday one year earlier right right and then the next yeah. day she's glum and he so anyway sebastian comes into the store and he buys mm-hmm. gum and he's like aren't you going to offer to walk me to my car and i thought <laughs> why would she offer that oh he's flirting with her like it took me right. a minute to like I'm, i thought am i supposed to know this guy already did i mention something <laughs> but yeah so so she takes him up on that i mean i like how he's just as awkward as her though with flirting like i love that like it's a great pickup line aren't you gonna offer to walk me to my car (laughs) right so she's and then she's walking and she's like oh she's so clueless i love her um where she's like so you're british right because sometimes i think people are british and they end up being australian and he's like it's some people are actually australian (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was good yeah and then she's like you know um most people would think I might be kind of stupid like walking some guy to his car and he might like you know push me into a van and she he and then he pushes her into a van yeah (laughs) and then they say that they're with the CIA yep and her boyfriend had some something that they needed yep and they wondered where he was they don't you don't find out what the thing is that they need though right right and the, the with... night before they were gonna like burn all of his stuff yeah 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 called and he was like don't burn my stuff i'll be there tomorrow and he's like in the middle of a like a fight in okay Lithuania. I, that scene where she, they're like burning his stuff and she's like holding the underwear that has skid marks in it i'm like why is she holding it like fully in her hand like it really was grossing me out i was like you hold that shit by the corner if it has skid marks on it you know what i mean how long was it laying somewhere in her apartment with skid marks on it also i think that's weird because she was like skid marks ew is that why you broke up with me because i didn't mother him enough and i thought it's not about mothering like if my boyfriend left dirty clothes around i'd probably just wash them to get dirty clothes out of my (laughs) like off of my floor you know right but also like why isn't drew wiping his butt enough that's another (laughs) like weird (laughs) yeah that's actually the main mystery of the movie (laughs) is why she would like this guy who can't wipe his butt properly (laughs) (laughs) so yeah but then so they don't burn his stuff right and then well they burned some of it but not all of it yeah the the, um the breakfast burrito (laughs) the list of the best breakfast burrito places around the city (laughs) so pretentious um okay so then so sebastian pushes her into the car makes her get into the car the van and um they have the duffers in there too who's played by hassan minaj minaj yeah, he oh, looks yeah. so much like Zac Efron to me. <laughs> and I thought I thought I needed to bring it up because you're always saying that. But Wait, who? <laughs> Duffer. Duffer is the Indian guy. Yeah, he looked a lot like Zac Efron. His mouth. The way he, like, <laughs> his teeth and his mouth and his expressions. He looked like Zac Efron. 
what really are you serious are you yeah pulling i would my leg never right joke about that are you pulling my leg right no now? i'm being serious i'm being serious i thought you didn't see that i saw That's it why i talked about people looking like zach efron and you didn't think so but you think so this guy looks like zach efron i think kevin Zegers, who you've mentioned looks like zach efron and i think this guy looks like zach efron i do not think billy from stranger things. billy from stranger things looks like zach efron <laughs> so one out of two for you one out of one for me <laughs> we both I mean, win i've never i wouldn't put those two together but okay sure sure Sure. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, and Duffer immediately mentions that he went to Harvard because he has to explain. It, he has to give her context. That's like an ongoing joke that I did not realize was like a thing. Yeah, it's like, like people, people who go like, to Harvard can't shut up about it. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> it's yeah. like a thing that people um, do a lot because what is in a, um, a twofer in 30 Rock does it all the time. He's he like, well, about- I went to a Boston college. Yeah. No, it wasn't Brown or whatever it was. It was hard. And they're all like, oh my God, Harvard. Okay. We yeah. Did it. Yeah. I think it's um, like, I think it's akin to like people from Southern California, like relaying the streets that they drove on ad nauseum every time they tell a story. Like, so I was going to the store and I took Pacific down to Olympic and then I went over to Ventura. I think like it's the same idea people from harvard have to mention they went to harvard all the time so it's it's become like a almost like a real life meme (laughs) oh man so if you're from harvard let us know we want to know are you from harvard and you're listening to us do you mention harvard a lot if you're from harvard we really want to know email us at watchers movies at gmail.com please open your email with i went to harvard or yeah and I... if you don't we'll ignore him so yeah. <laughs> I'm oh man all right um yeah so so drew shows up actually after she gets back from um from you know being shoved into the van which i love how close morgan is with her parents and she's telling them every detail. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the little really like Ukrainian's that. like penis. She, I know, mom. It did look like an unbaked crescent roll. <laughs> and then she's like, hey, my mom wants to know if you've ever slept with somebody who wasn't circumcised. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the reveal later that the mom and dad are Jane Curtin and Paul Reiser. And I love, <laughs> I love it. Like, Kate McKinnon's whole situation, her parents, the way she talks to them, her lines. I thought it was just that storyline is so good all the way through oh, yeah. the movie and um it's just it was really funny it was yeah it was really funny um and so <laughs> she's like sending dick pics that the guy like sent to morgan which i don't understand why morgan had exchanged numbers with this dude who was like blatantly sexist anyway you know because she gets dick pics from him yeah i think it was just like there's a little bit of an any guy will do mentality and i think that that's sort of like kind of what is done to like female sidekick characters like for some reason she can't find a date not sure why but 
it's yeah. sort of like it's sort of like a it's a trope that I don't particularly enjoy. Like the sidekick best friend character is like either super like either super unlucky in love or just super promiscuous, but not promiscuous, like promiscuous because for some reason they can't nail down a guy, not promiscuous because they're like, I'm liberated, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's like promiscuous in a way where it's like, why this dude? Yeah. Like Like, they're not discerning. They're not discerning about it. Like he's like blatantly being super sexist, saying all these things about you. Like, she wasn't even really like comfortable when he was saying it, you know, but then she's like, I'm teaching him about feminism. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I think that there's a little bit of that tropey leftovers in this movie, which is hard to get away from in a movie that is fronted by females. I feel like there's always, there seems to always have to be a female that's like, I'm unlucky in love. So I go to bed with all these weirdos, you know, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a little weird, but it was still funny. It so. doesn't ruin the movie. For, uh, yeah, I enjoyed oh, it. Definitely it not. No, the, it I'm just like, if I'm giving it an analysis, for sure, that's I think that's the the root. Yeah. No, you make you make a good line. point about that. Um, it's um, you're right. You make a good point. I, I don't I don't really like necessarily love that trope that like oh I'm so unlucky in love you know so I'm just gonna settle or whatever, and it, it's just like. So being with this creep is better than being alone. Yeah. Like you can't just like go home one night and, you know, like have a snack and watch a movie and sleep. Right. (laughs) Right. right. So I think that's sort of like Hollywoodizing being single. Right. And I, you know, that's something that a lot of movies are guilty of. So Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so Drew shows up, the guy who dumped her. Yeah, and I actually, I kind of was like rooting for Drew. I didn't think he was a jerk because if we were only seeing their side of the story, then I would be like, oh, he is such a jerk. But we were seeing both, so he was a spy. So I had a feeling like he had ulterior motives for dumping her over text. So I stopped. Like, I think that's a jerk move. Right. But since we're seeing that he's like you know guys that like you date in real life aren't spies and they shouldn't dump you over text but since well, we're as far seeing, as we know <laughs> yeah but if you're see like so far as we're seeing his side of the story as well i started thinking like maybe he's not a bad guy because right. he obviously had reasons to dump her over text because he's his life is currently in danger so i was kind of rooting for him and i really thought their meet cute was very adorable i liked when they were looking for bad songs in the jukebox and i liked the witty banter like flirty banter they had back and forth and they're like a really good looking couple as well yeah, they are yeah so i actually was like really excited that he came back and i thought that they would like for a while i kind of wanted him okay well i'm gonna jump ahead so he gets shot in the apartment right. and i was really sad that he was dead and i wanted him to not really be dead for a while <laughs> to be continued when we get to the end of the movie but oh. i liked up until like right at that point i was like really sad that he got shot in their apartment because i i liked him at that point and i wanted them to like reconcile because she was so sad about the breakup you know and right yeah what did i you i can't remember what i thought the first time i saw this and i've seen it so many times that like my 
feelings about him are a little skewed because I know what happens. Right. Well, so, now if I ever watch it again, I will feel differently as well. Right, right. So I don't, I guess I don't really know how I felt about him initially when I first saw the movie. I, I don't, I don't remember ever particularly liking him, to be honest with you. I don't think I ever did at any point. I think I was, yeah, I, I don't think I ever rooted for him. I think from the beginning, I was like, eh, like I wasn't necessarily like I didn't like him from the beginning. It was more like indifferent, you know, mm-hmm. I just was like, eh. Eh, whatever but um so he shows up tells her tells audrey to take the uh the trophy to vienna yeah he has a little trophy in his belongings that is like a it's like a little chintzy trophy for like i don't know is it like a fantasy football football award (laughs) it's like second place fantasy football Mm -hmm. it's not even real football it's a fantasy um and then he it turns out that the ukrainian was actually a hitman the entire time and we get to see his lovely family jewels so that was exciting there's a there's (laughs) quite a lot of penis time like the the penis gets a lot of screen time his balls mostly his balls actually get a lot of screen time yeah (laughs) and i was like oh okay all right we're gonna go that way um and uh but morgan just freaking barrels at that dude and like throws him off the uh balcony yeah so he shoots drew and you think drew's dead because it looks like the bullet goes through his neck right and then she like morgan like body slams him over the railing and he just flies yes yeah so they're um starting to get shot at and they have to run out and they have to leave right and they have to escape through the fire fire escape yeah um and the the ukrainian is dead and um and I love how they're driving and and Audrey's just like, What do I do? What do I do? Oh my god, what are we gonna do? And 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 uh and Morgan's like, Well, let's go to Vienna. We, listen, would you rather die having not gone to Europe or would you rather <laughs> die and have gone to Europe? And you can't argue with that logic. <laughs> and Audrey's like, Well, that was my only two choices. <laughs> so funny. I love it. I love it that they get the something else that made me laugh out loud is so they're driving and they drive to LAX and she's parking and, and um Morgan's like, What are you doing? And Audrey's like, oh, we're going to Vienna, so i I have to park. And Morgan's like, People are after us and they're gonna kill us. We're not parking in ro- in lot C and then it shows them like waiting at a shuttle stop for the shuttle to come, just like waiting there. <laughs> really funny shot. And then they get to the airport and she's like, or they get into the airport proper. And she's like, we have to get a suitcase. People are going to think it's weird that we don't, like we're going international and we don't have a suitcase. So they buy a suitcase and they buy all these like little <laughs> trophies that look just like the trophy that he gave her. And she's like, we'll just pretend that we got all these awards and we just travel with our awards in our suitcase. <laughs> and she's like, best grandson. It's just ridiculous, like chintzy awards. And I thought like, can't you buy like souvenir shirts to put in there or something? Yeah, like, I didn't understand that either. I was yeah, like, like give him any clothes. clothes. Yeah, yeah. clothes. <laughs> But they you know, buy just like trophies, and and Morgan's just like we're just those type of women that just travel with our awards. We're just those type of women, and like it was just great. Um, 
And uh, I love when she's destroying the phones and she's like, <laughs> bitch. Like, why didn't they just, like, she was literally crushing them next to a trash can. And I don't know if that was, I assume that's part of the comedy. Like, she could have just thrown them in the trash can, but instead she had to stomp them really, like, noticeably. <laughs> So she's like yelling like yeah. she's doing it too like she's she's doing it in a way she's yelling like in a way like she's supposed to be hiding the fact that she's breaking these cell phones but it's really like calling a lot of attention to her and she's like jumping and smashing them <laughs> as she does it <laughs> which if they had just taken out the sd card they probably would have been fine you know yeah yeah, yeah or i just think like- that's how you track them is the sd card yeah like the uh that's where all the information is stored or whatever right exactly um but (laughs) like i don't i don't know something else made me laugh really hard yeah so the the movie jumps from the airport to vienna so they're in vienna and they're at the cafe that drew told him to go to to meet Vern. Mm -hmm. and we we skipped the part where they stole the um the fanny packs no that was later at the train later was it? I thought that was at LAX. No, that was later. That was in. That was when they were in Vienna and they wanted to go to Prague. They were oh, going to okay, get a train. That's right. Yeah, because they used their passports, didn't they, or whatever? Yeah, they wanted. They needed. Yeah, that's to steal right. They used passports. their passports because they yeah. had. They went to Tijuana. Oh yeah, the passports yeah. luckily were with them because they. Yeah. Yeah, they were. They're like, thank God we had these from our trip to Tijuana. <laughs> I like that's just a, like that's an example of something that we talked about with the last movie. Like just a simple explanation to do away with any like wait how is this working out like right he just wrote a small thing she opened the glove box and she goes oh good our passports are still in here from as you said our trip to tijuana and, it took and i seconds. thought like any other movie could add a line like that to explain weird things and i'm so glad that this movie did it and yeah no I you think- make a good point about that because they could have just been like like and we would have probably maybe not even questioned it that they had their passports but her being like oh good we still have them is like oh well that's okay so then they're able yeah. to go to vienna yeah like now i don't have to get on board with a weird logistical error like you just carry your passports around all the time right so anyway right. something else that made me laugh so they're in vienna and they're in the cafe <laughs> kate mckinnon is eating i'm gonna do it again i can't so Kate McKinnon is eating and she was and she was like this has been a lot of flour and a lot of sugar and I I think I have to have diarrhea <laughs> I just love the line I have to have diarrhea <laughs> and then she goes no but this is more important so I'll wait and Audrey's like no you should go you should go to the bathroom and she's like no this is important I want to wait here <laughs> and she finally like eventually gets up and goes but i just i've never heard someone say i have to have diarrhea and that's what made me laugh like most people say i have to go to the bathroom or i have diarrhea but i have to have is just i don't know it really struck me funny no i um i thought that was funny too i thought that was funny too and so then she goes to the bathroom and she meets the actual Vern, who's just a woman that works there yes um but I love her like double take. Like she's like, oh, hmm. wait. <laughs> like, and her eyes are like huge. <laughs> and then Vern's like, Guten Morgen. And she goes, Guten Vern. That <laughs> was a fun play on words. Like <laughs> pretty clever. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man, I love Kate McKinnon. And um, anyway, so so then Sebastian happens to be at, at this cafe. This oh okay, so um, one of the first things I have to say is when they're first in the cafe and Morgan is like eating very fancy and she's like, "We belong here." <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> Did that remind you of me a little bit? Because it reminded me of me. <laughs> a lot of the things she said reminded me of you, actually. Did like you? a lot of the things her character said reminded yes. me of you. And um Good, yes, that same. did. And there was something I there was some moment on the train that I don't just like little things she did reminded me of things you've said to me in the past. And so that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Good. Yeah. Cause she kind of reminds me of me too. Like when um, like I'm it. jumping around more, but when Jillian Anderson comes into like the interrogation room later in the movie and Kate McKinnon is like, whoa, whoa, what are we dealing, doing with, what are we doing dealing with all these jokers when this specimen has been in the building? <laughs> this being has been floating <laughs> through the walls. She's like, I love her reaction. <laughs> no, she's like, oh my God. She's like, you're so put together. Look at you. Look at you. I mean, my God. She's like, I respect you so much. I'm going around to objectification. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. That was like, she's like, I respect you so much. <laughs> it, but I, I like how, like, just the way the awestruck way she talked to her and like, yeah. the way she was like, I don't know. She's like, you are the perfect mix of strength and femininity. And yes. stuff like that. I don't know. That <laughs> reminded me of something you would say as well. Yeah, me too. A little bit. I love her. I, oh, man. She's so funny. Um, okay, so <clears throat> Sebastian appears and points a gun at Audrey's crotch, which made me real nervous, and <laughs> um, and uh, demands they hand over the trophy, which they still have no idea why everyone wants this trophy so bad. And then there's an absolute freaking bloodbath. Oh my god! Everyone's shooting at each other. So much and violence. Kills a guy. Yeah, she shoots him in the chest with a gun. Like with yeah. a, obviously with a gun. She shoots him in a chest. Yeah. And they're running out of the out of the cafe with a trophy, and she's going, "I just killed him." <laughs> That's the scene. Yeah, that I really liked. <laughs> and they stole the car, and that was. <laughs> it's so funny oh my gosh it was um, really good really but they good get into um an uber a, an uber that's not theirs mr yang's uber mm-hmm. <laughs> morgan's like yes I, i'm an austrian man living in uh, or i'm um, what'd she say i'm a man named mr yang living in austria austria or whatever and um I just love that the guy is like, what can I do to help you get like, you know, a better, um, a better experience today? Do you want some water? Do you want this? Oh, I'm a DJ. Let me play you my music. And then he's like, I've done so much math. (laughs) Yeah. And he's driving them around. And then they finally say like, people are chasing us, trying to kill us. Please lose them as fast as possible. And he gets so excited. (laughs) Like it was his moment. Then I felt so sad. Like my enjoyment of the scene, because like car chases can be hit or miss. Yeah. But I think this one was kind of fun because of how excited he got. Like it's very tongue in cheek, like real life meeting movies almost, you know, and he got so excited, but then it like ruined the scene for me because he gets shot in the head and he dies. I know. And And I was kind of disappointed in that because I'm like, this poor guy, they stole the Uber. He got really excited. And then they wrote him a very like 
horrible death like i just i know i mean he was an innocent party you know yeah, like he is just <laughs> he was just living life enjoying it on, high on meth and so i yeah. didn't care for that i didn't care that he got shot in the head and like dead like dead dead yeah um no i didn't either i didn't either at all um it was i mean it was sad you know he was yeah. like a like a just someone that they pulled into their adventures and then he got shot and they really had no like really no like emotional response to like the fact that this guy just like brutally died in I front know. of them and I obviously they're full of a lot of adrenaline but it's still like I feel so guilty for like and it's a comedy so I mean yes right, of course yeah but, that's why um, that's part of the reason why some of the violence shocked me a little bit because uh, some of it wasn't very lighthearted. like him getting no. shot in the head wasn't very lighthearted. No, definitely not. But I mean, I think it really shows, like as as they show later in the film, which we'll get to, um, maybe their personalities for or lack of like shock of someone dying in front of them is perfect for what their future careers are. Right. For being you a know? spy. Yeah. 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 So, so then they, they get out of that. And I like, I did like at the end of the car chase when they get out of the car and they say like, definitely great ride five stars to his dead body and morgan and then uh the one of the assassins get hit gets hit by a bus and she's like oh my god what happened like like, to the crowd of bystanders she's trying to be like like, i'm shocked she's trying to make like make it look like she is not implicated so she's actually like drawing more attention to herself but that's that's when they run away and they go to the train station and they steal the fanny packs the bum bags from the the bum bags (laughs) they're like oh we can't use our passports i love how they're i love how audrey is like oh what about those two girls and morgan goes no we don't want to be those girls in or what was it they're in austria or prague in europe i think yeah going to prague yeah she's like we don't want to be those girls in prague she's like we want to be those girls in prague the first girls are like like the kind of girls that look like they probably don't party very hard and they're just kind yeah. of like very like cautious travelers and then the other girls are like short shorts and very cute and beachy looking and like yeah, adventurous like yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so um i <laughs> i was i was just thinking while i was watching that scene that they could have been a lot more subtle with stealing their bags and probably wouldn't have been chased away. But instead they were like trying to wrestle these things from them. And it's like, it's like if you hug them, unclip their bag and then walk away, they're probably not even going to notice at least initially, you know, you probably have a good head start before they're like running after you and alerting the authorities and everything, but they make it under the train with the new, the new passports and stuff. I have to say, I don't know what I would do if my stuff was stolen and I was in a foreign country and I was like, maybe I should look that up because what if that happens? Well, (laughs) I do know um, from my own travels abroad, they recommend that you take a photocopy, make a couple photocopies of your passport, leave one with somebody at home and put one in something safe and you're in a different bag or something right and then like when i went i had like um it was it was it was like a belt clip that you would it hooked to your belt but you flipped it into your pants okay and that's where i kept my passport so it was like inside my pants 
Oh, okay. And okay. you don't keep your money all in one place. Like put your money in many different pockets, many different bags or whatever you're carrying. And so stuff like that. But if you have a copy of your passport, I think that's easier than just like not having anything. Like, I mean, like if your passport gets stolen, you still have like the copy. So yeah, I no. think just like taking precautions when you're abroad helps a lot if something yeah. gets stolen. Yeah. Yeah. And don't trust attractive Australian men, obviously. That's yeah. Yeah. Also the yeah. Don't smuggle drugs. Attractive people in general, if they're too attractive, they might be trying to steal something from you. There you go. Okay. So they're trying to find somewhere safe to stay. And Morgan calls her parents again because she can't stop talking to them. And uh, I I love love that. I love it. (laughs) I love it because that's when you learn that it's Jane Curtin and Paul Reiser. And she's like talking to, and like, they don't even wink an eye. The mom was Jane Curtin's like, you made the front page of the paper. Did you kill people? And they show the headline and it's like local woman wanted for like international. I don't remember like murders or something like that. And the dad and then the dad patches in Paul Reiser comes on the phone and he's like, honey, how many people did you kill? And she's like, well, one was an assassin. And he's like, okay, okay. And she goes, and others, it was self-defense. And he's like, we can work with that. And they're just like, so cool. He's like a lawyer. (laughs) Yeah. About the fact. Yeah. He's a lawyer. They're so cool about the fact that she's like, she's on an international killing spree with, you know, (laughs) I love it. It's pretty funny. I love they're like, we'll support you in whatever you need. <laughs> like, yeah. We murdered yeah. a bunch of people and we'll we'll work through it. It's and fine. I think in a movie with lesser maybe lesser writing and lesser performing, that maybe wouldn't be as funny, but there's just magic in those three char- those three yeah. actors and the way that the, the lines of dialogue are said and everything. It's it just works really well for that yeah. movie. Like, I mean they're great. It's yeah. you know, you can't go wrong with the you know. Mm-hmm. And the mom, like Jane Curtin, does a classic mom thing where she like goes off topic, and she's like, "You know who's really attractive?" <laughs> you know, like not like not pertinent to what's happening at all. But she like has to get in some just side like mom side story. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Does that not remind you of me too? Though I'm like, speaking of, have you heard of this guy? He is very good looking. <laughs> I don't know. You don't really, you're not, you don't do it in like a mom style. Don't do it in a mom way. I mean, Mm-mm. good. Cause I'm not a mom. So that would be weird. <laughs> like an, el- an older mom style where just you know like me. everything is nonchalant and you can just <laughs> flip from one top. Even if you're talking to your daughter who has killed people and is like on the vert, like could be killed herself. You still like just nonchalantly flit around different topics <laughs> without a care, you know? <laughs> Oh man. There was something that I wanted to talk about and it was something it was another small gripe I have about the movie, just very small. Okay. But w- when they're on the train, um Morgan's character talks about the first time she met Drew. Oh yeah, that's right. And so she sidles up to him at the bar and <sighs> this kind of bothered me because I think what she said was pretty funny cuz it's Kate McKinnon and her delivery and her words are really funny like she's like if you hurt my friends I'm going to like chop off your best friend's penis and I'm going to make you eat it. And you can choose any condiment you like, but you have to eat it. You do the whole thing. yeah. And that made me laugh just because just the condiment thing is what made me laugh. Like, right. Like I like that addition. Like you can, you can 
change the flavor if you want. And I thought, what a weird thing to say. But, and then he said to her, has anyone told you you're a little much? And then in the train, she's like telling me Kuna, she's telling Audrey the story that she never told her before because she's, you know, she's like, yeah, it hurt my feelings. And, you know, I didn't want to tell you because you were in love with him. And I think the sentiment of that scene is really good, but I also am annoyed because she was actually being a little much like she had just met him. So to say all that stuff to somebody you just met, it is a little much. And so I wish that maybe instead of like coming in at 11, she would have come in at like a seven or an eight with her threats. Right. And then him saying you're a little much would be more offensive because I, I kind of like in that moment, I thought, eh, I understand. Like, I, I really like the sentiment of like, Hey, I didn't want to say this when you were dating him because I knew how much you cared about him, but he did this thing. And, and now, and then, you know, and then Mila Kunis is sort of like, Oh, like my eyes are opened a little bit. Like maybe my boyfriend wasn't as good as I thought he was sort of thing. Like, I think that sentiment is interesting, but I wish that they would have dialed it back a little because I thought, and eh, what you were saying was pretty forceful to a, a stranger. So I don't know. How do you feel about that scene? Um, I liked it <laughs> overall. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I, I definitely think she was being a little much, but um, it also like, to me really seemed to fit in with her character. Mm-hmm. You know, she's obviously very protective of her friend. So she's like, Hey, listen, buddy, you fuck up and you will pay. And I, I liked that. I like that part of her. I do agree that she was definitely being a, a little much, but um, overall, I mean, I agree. The condiments was like, it was just so like, so unexpected that she was like, I'm going to make you eat your best friend's dick. You can choose any condiment you want, but you got to eat the whole thing. Yeah. Like anyone can make a joke about like, Oh, I'll make you eat it. But I like the addition of like condiments. I that was clever. It's I just think. like, uh, it's it's just unexpected. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. So anyway, yeah. but I did like that. I liked something else. I really liked about this movie, and we're not quite all the way through it or anything. But I liked that their friendship never suffered because a lot of yeah. movies you have to watch like a friendship fight. Like yeah, and I yeah. hate that. And I really liked that they were like super strong always there for each other building each other up the whole time i really yeah me too really enjoyed that i I, you're right you do see like a quite a few films where they're like you know oh well this and this happened and blah blah blah. well maybe we should take a break from being friends or whatever but i did like that they the entire time they were always like we're in this together and we're you know this is you know it's the most important thing they're like each other's number one fans Basically. Yeah. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's great. Yeah. It's really, uh, really good. It's, it's, yeah. Um, so then <laughs> they go or, or the dad. Oh, Paul Reiser. I just oh, remembered. Yeah. I just, I'm sorry. I interrupted. That's okay. okay. Keep talking because I just remembered something else. The thing, it wasn't on the train. It was something, something else that made me think of you. It wasn't when it was on the train. It was this next scene, but keep talking. Okay. <laughs> I think I know what it's going to be. <laughs> I have a feeling. <laughs> So they um, go to their, to Paul Reiser's friend's place or like a client or whatever named Roger. And um, I've seen this guy in a bunch of things. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and he's always like, 
kind of just like a weird jerk you know like he's always like a weird jerk like that's what he plays the first thing i ever saw him in was called the crazy ones and it's with robin williams and sarah michelle geller really cute show actually oh yeah i've (laughs) seen that show before but i don't i don't remember it clearly enough to remember him in it but i agree he's like that one guy like you know how Judy Greer is like that one girl he's like that one guy (laughs) yeah yeah um so he's you know talking to them and everything and and um (laughs) one of the the parts that I like is when he's like do you like Balzac and Morgan goes less and less with each experience (laughs) like (laughs) and it made me wonder if she knew that he was talking about like I don't even know hold on Balzac is an author yeah, that was kind of like a tongue-in-cheek thing, I think, because, like, Kate McKinnon is a lesbian in real life, almost. Yeah. I felt like that was sort of like a tongue-in-cheek response. I loved it, though. I thought it was funny. Um, and, you know, he's he's talking to him and everything, and he's like, do you like pot? <laughs> Roast. <laughs> and so Audrey starts feeling sick. And she takes off and, and Roger is, uh, Raj, old Raj is like, you know, getting all cozied up to Kate. Yeah, because he's a friend. I think I interrupted you when you were saying, but like Paul Reiser, the father. Like, is like, like an, his like lawyer or something. Yeah. He's yeah, like, yeah. go see my friend Roger in Prague. He'll right. keep you safe or whatever. So. Right. I love that like the dad is like an international like lawyer or something. Like what's up with that? He's like, got connections. Yeah. <laughs> like, just all over the world. Right. Um, and um, <clears throat> what, what, what was the part that? It was, so- <laughs> it was oh, when Morgan said to Audrey, she's like, he's totally flirting with me. Old men love me. Old men just, they gravitate towards me. <laughs> And Audrey's like, I think he's just being nice. And she's like, okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> You're right. That is totally, that's totally me. Yeah. No, it's funny because the first time I saw that, I was like, that's, that's me. That's me right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, here it is again. No, older men, they just, they just love me. Like, But then he's uh, like massaging her and Morgan's looking real uncomfortable. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> like they're looking at the drawing he has on the wall and 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 it's like these this couple in this like weird almost like ball like embrace and like a weird sexual contortion yeah looks, and it doesn't look pleasant look, at all no it doesn't look good and she's like she doesn't look like she's having a good time and he's he's like some of the what does he say some of the greatest like the best times can be derived from like no pleasure or something it's like some or of the like, greatest pleasure can be derived from unpleasant times or circumstances <laughs> or something like that and she goes i don't i don't think i agree with that <laughs> like i was like i know i was like ah uh, excuse me <laughs> like i don't i don't think so and then so <laughs> and then audrey is in the bathroom like throwing up mm-hmm. and she finds the dead body of the real roger in the tub yeah, and almost throws up again. Um, and when we didn't talk about the assassin. Oh, yeah. There was a part yeah. right What's before this. Nadia? Nadia, Nadia, Nadia or something like that. Not, Nadia? Yeah. Nadia. And there was a scene where she was up in like a bell tower in Prague. And she's talking to her contact. And she goes, who am I looking for to, ass- like, to assassinate? And he goes, 
there it's a pair of stupid americans and she looks through her scope and she sees like a pair of american females like making vulgar hand gestures for photos and then she sees another pair of females like one of them is vomiting in a river and then she sees another <laughs> pair of females and i can't remember what they're doing but she sees three sets of like duos and she puts on her gun and she's just like i don't know like they're all dumb americans and i thought that was you know, a funny little joke but she was a model apparently for uh, or undercover or whatever and like straight up shoots the guy who's like you're supposed to be out there you're supposed to be you know you do this every time and blah blah, blah. so you immediately are like oh shit oh shit yeah she's crazy they're calling out the big guns yeah she's crazy and she looks like she's a delicate little flower but she is not she she's very is, tough she's tough yeah so um, she shows up in the apartment and like yeah does like a like a blow dart into morgan yeah yeah and they drag her into the bathroom and what yeah. follows is i think kind of like something that also bothers me because they, they find oh oh we didn't talk about in the train they break the trophy and they figure out it's like a U a little usb drive yeah. that everyone's after yeah so this is another they don't know trophy. they have no idea what's on it yeah the girls have no, yeah the girls have no idea what's on it or why it's so valuable and also okay the entire movie i was like this like weirdly sleek like usb drive out of all the shapes in the world that they had to use where they were gonna swallow this usb drive that thing would tear you up from the inside yeah because it had like jagged edge or like yeah. sharp corners but yeah that's a trope that really bothers me because i think a true bad guy would have no problem slicing you open and getting yeah. oh, out yeah. of you no i don't i, I, so I would never either like if I had evidence or something, my first instinct would not be to eat it. Yeah. Because what's going to stop, like they don't care about your life. If they want it that bad that they're already shooting at you, they'll just open your stomach and pull it out and then you yeah. die. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No. And like, well, I know. And that's like, so all these people are already after these girls. All these people are trying to kill them like to begin with. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, uh, they're they're like okay we have to swallow this usb drive we have to swallow it because it's important you know whatever and and that's exactly what i was thinking the entire time too is i'm like you just had a bunch of people try and kill you like clearly you know i mean all they'd have to do is hand it over to anyone and just walk away theoretically yeah. probably not but like you know um it's it's weird to me too that they would swallow it when you're putting yourself in my opinion in even more danger if you're doing that because someone's going to be like it's literally inside you great get that huge butcher knife from over there because i'm going to cut this bitch up you know like it's right. like exactly. you know? yeah and um no i i totally agree with that i think it's it's very it's very weird um but <laughs> like i i really hated the way that this usb drive because the entire time i'm like this is gonna tear you up from the inside out like you're not gonna survive because this usb drive is the thing that's gonna kill you yeah like, literally right. <laughs> like it's too sharp you know um but i thought it was funny when they were <laughs> when when Audrey is trying to get Morgan to swallow it because they're both like, ah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was kind of gross, actually. Like, that whole thing uh, did not like. <laughs> you didn't like it? No. no. It's, um, I don't, I don't, I think that'd be really difficult to do, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. And also maybe destroy the drive. Yeah. I would think. Yeah. Like your stomach acid probably would be corrosive to it. Yeah. And it's like made of plastic. Like the inside of it, you know, right. where all the information is stored. Like mm-hmm. it's not it's not some like unbreakable or undestroyable metal or something like that, you know. Adamantium right. or like hard to obtainium or <laughs> did you ever unobtainium? Unobtainium. Uh, there's no, there's like an episode of like Family Guy where someone's talking about like hard to obtainium, and um, and it's like a group of like old people that someone's talking to them, and and someone from the audience goes, "Is hard to obtainium very hard to obtain?" <laughs> I always think of that <laughs> randomly. <laughs> Uh, the one good thing that came out of Family Guy. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, well, they wake up and their like arms are tied above their heads. Yep. And the female assassin is like wearing like a gymnast leotard, mm-hmm. and two older people that Audrey thought were Drew's mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was something else that I I really liked, and I can't remember the author, but. Um, Audrey earlier in the movie was telling Morgan like yeah I met his parents we went to the cheesecake factory and, and Morgan's like oh that menu Dostoevsky wrote that menu yeah. like they yeah. serve apparently cheesecake factory serves everything under the sun I would assume have you ever been there yeah me and you went th- you and I went there oh that's Remember right, in that's right. Yeah, yeah yeah it was fun but that's yeah. the only time I've ever been there but um well now they I have one right was- across the street from where we live <laughs> yeah yeah you know, now I can go whenever I want. Yep. <laughs> but I haven't. Um, I've been there once. I like cheesecake. So I wouldn't mind yeah. going to a factory that just churns it out. <laughs> I don't care about food. Hey, like, I owe you a dinner. We I don't care go. about going to this cheesecake <laughs> and I factory. I get you food. all the cheesecakes you want. <laughs> oh, thanks. You know what? Cheesecake is really good and it's super simple. There's like a jello cheesecake that you can make. I don't even, probably real people, real like cheesecake lovers wouldn't even classify it as cheesecake, but it's really good. Anyway. I believe it. Yeah. I believe anyway. It. Anyway. So I thought that was funny, but then, so these two people that she thought were Drew's parents are also in the little, the little room and they, yeah, Tom and Marsha, Tom and Marsha. <laughs> and they end up like being spies as well, who were just at the cheesecake factory to broker a deal. And he brought, Drew brought audrey as like assurance that he wouldn't get murdered i like that like she cannot comprehend that they are possibly also yeah. bad guys she's like no no we went to the cheesecake factory like that's supposed to be the thing that's like oh you guys went to the cheesecake factory well obviously they can't be you know assassins yeah, exactly yeah cheesecake factory um because but, and their names are tom and marcia she's like and their names are tom and marcia <laughs> yeah, and, and morgan and morgan's like um i don't think they're drew's parents yeah <laughs> i i like the idea of like waking up with your hands tied above your head and thinking that his innocent parents are just they just happen to be there yeah like, what yeah are the odds they would, well and so, they're not yeah. tied up either like wouldn't right. you be suspicious that they're not tied up and they're they've somehow been dragged into this thing but instead they're just walking around like she's right. just like she's just like oh my god you guys got dragged into it and and it's it's like i don't know if she got hit in the head or or what but yeah no she like her 
it was it was such it was like almost almost like this innocence to like her reaction like she was like she couldn't possibly believe yeah but yeah she's like what they're they're bad guys too (laughs) and then they rough them up and then the the female assassin is like you find out that she was like a failed gymnast and so she has this like chip on her shoulder but then simultaneously we learn that sebastian and what's his name duffer duffer Sebastian and Duffer are on their trail and they're going to yeah. come in because they want the drive as well. And you kind of learn that Sebastian is trying to make sure that Audrey and Morgan don't die. Right, right. But Duffer's a piece Duffer of shit. Duffer doesn't care. Yeah. But he Sebastian Harvard, comes in. So. What? He went to Harvard. Yeah, so. he went to Yeah, he keeps yeah. saying it. And um, so Duffer comes in and I mean, he, he had him. to give it for context. You know? Yeah, because so. everybody needs to know that he's not stupid. <laughs> oh, I do like that they're, the two of them are like trading stories back and forth to try to convince the assassin not to hurt them. Like, look, I can't lie to you. You want all this truth? I'll tell you. And they're like telling stories about <laughs> each know, other. I love it. I thought that I was really it. fun. Like that was a good friendship moment that I really liked. The only one I can remember is... Um, Audrey can't come because she's on antidepressants and Audrey goes, I can't. It just takes me a very long time. <laughs> like, and then, um, the, uh, Nadia, Nadia, I can't pronounce her name. She, um, ha- her best friend is, um, Bobic, the balance beam. Yeah. Yep. Bobic. And then she looks over Bobic. and she's like crying. Like she's like, Oh, Bobic. And then they're like, what? A fucking balance beam? That's your best friend? (laughs) (laughs) And then she does this like ribbon swinging thing where she kicks at them. Yeah, she she really hurts their Their faces. faces. Yeah, Yeah, a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But Sebastian comes in and saves them. Yeah, and Duffer is... So, okay, I have to say this because this... Every time I watch this scene, it drives me fucking crazy. So... Sebastian is trying to stop Duffer from killing these women. So he knocks Duffer out. He locks, he uh, handcuffs him to the steering wheel. And then he leaves the walkie talkie in the car within reach of Duffer's hand. And I was like, dude, that is like, that, that's, what are you doing? That's a beginner level like mistake. Like bring the bring it with you or leave it outside. Put it under the car anywhere where he right. cannot get at it. Yeah. And it and every time I watch that scene, I'm like, <sighs> like Sebastian, yeah, dude, that's no bad. Yeah, <laughs> really bad. Yeah. But he uh, rescues them. Oh, and the, he works for MI6, not the CIA. So Drew worked yeah. for the CIA. Sebastian works for MI6. Jillian Anderson is, a, is an MI6, like a leader in the MI6. So yeah. that's when they're in like this interrogation room. And oh, well, wait. So they kick a, um, Audrey kicks a grenade at at Nadia. Not not oh, yeah. It. Yeah. Because it like, and so you think she's dead. But then kind you find of. out later that she's just like half of her face is like she's badly like, burned. Yeah. Two face. Two face. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah so she that. can't die. She's like a cockroach, basically. Ugh, terrible. Um <clears throat> so yeah, so as they're driving to the interrogation room, 
um, Audrey tells Sebastian that the drive is in her vagina. No, she tells him. So the next, oh, that's after right, the that's interrogation, right. uh, there's something funny. Something funny happened in the interrogation room. So Duffer comes in and he's like, <laughs> he says, you flushed. You fl- I can't stop laughing. He says, you flushed. <laughs> You flush the drive down the toilet. It's just something like shit. Like you wrapped it in toilet paper and flushed it down the toilet. And then Audrey, and I think this is like a really beautiful moment between them because Audrey and Morgan start laughing like friends would. And they're like, is that how you go to the bathroom? You like wrap your hand in toilet paper and poop in it. And then you wrap it up and flush it. And he's like, no, no, I don't poop like a normal person. And he's like defensive of himself. And they're like, teasing him and i really liked their like camaraderie between the two of them ganging up on him at that moment i thought that was like a really nice friend moment as well well and like he's so in charge of the moment and he's trying to be like like, trying to be so in charge and and morgan's like you know that the toilet kind of takes that work out for you so uptight like so worked up and defensive he's like no no i poop like a normal person (laughs) (laughs) so i thought that was pretty good that was good then then sebastian is driving them to the airport because they're like well we don't need you anymore and that's and you find that sebastian's also on leave he's given four months leave yeah Mm -hmm. yeah for like betraying the the operation or whatever and like she calls it her up. close to treason yep. yeah and They're that's really when audrey initiative. says that she stuck it in her vagina <laughs> which <laughs> yeah it's much i mean it doesn't sound pleasant but sounds better than swallowing it you know uh, yeah yeah i mean you can at least way easier get it out you know yeah um and, that uh, reminds me can i say one thing that reminds me so there is a um an episode of Broad City where they go to Florida because the the grandmother of Alana Glazer's well her name is Alana in the show Alana's grandmother passes away and so they're going to Florida like clear out her apartment and and it's like her and her mom and her brother and her best friend Abby and then uh, her aunt is there who's played by Fran Drescher and they're sitting around and smoking pot and the mom goes Alana where did you get this and she goes um why well, I, I brought it with me. I, I stuck into my pussy. <laughs> and, and her mom is like, what? Oh my God, what's wrong? And Fran Drescher's character goes, oh, whatever. You came out of her pussy. You can handle a little bit of her pussy weed. <laughs> like she came out of your pussy. She, you can handle a little bit of her pussy weed. And like, it just totally reminded me of that scene. But it would have been in like a baggie or something. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's in a baggie, but that's like a pretty consistent, um, like joke throughout the series is is putting weed into your vagina oh <laughs> carried around because it's like she says it's like she goes the vignana is nature's pocket <laughs> <laughs> i really think you like that show <laughs> yeah it sounds pretty funny <laughs> it's pretty great oh um, yeah so anyway so <clears throat> she they go to this library to try to see what's on the drive yep and it's like encrypted oh that's another so there's something else that made me laugh earlier in the movie uh, there's a small joke where (laughs) audrey talks is talking to morgan and she's and morgan is like yeah i I went to like i don't know like acting camp or something music camp with edward snowden 
yeah yeah and and kate mckinnon or morgan is like yeah and he was weirdly into scott and when all the stuff went down with him i thought it was really weird that it was like why isn't anybody asking why he likes scott so much and that (laughs) made me laugh but then later in the movie they couldn't um they couldn't unencrypt the drive so she had to call edward snowden again (laughs) she was like walking around the library like in in this like supply closet flirting with him on the phone which made me laugh (laughs) we should talk about so like her outfit um her outfit that morgan was wearing audrey's like what are you wearing you look like a french curtain and morgan goes yeah because i can hang (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, that was good i like that as well (laughs) and morgan approaching like these french people who were really really cool for the circumstance yeah i, I yeah like, they I didn't surprise like they were surprisingly cool and she's like she's like oh i have to think of that one french like well, she was like in some like some show or whatever like a like something in the theater where she plays like a french person and she's like she's like i have a hunchback <laughs> they're saying that in french and they're like yeah, are you okay like, should we call somebody yeah like and they're just like and then she's like the killer he's over there the killer is over there and they're just like what okay and i thought and then, like she could have just said can i borrow your phone but instead she's like just like well, using all these in paris too well they're in prague oh they're in prague oh well, i thought they were in france for oh no I thought, why are they, I guess I didn't realize that you speak French in Prague? I don't know what they speak. I guess, yeah, I don't know. I thought they were still in French. Prague. Or were they, or did they travel from Prague I think to they went to Paris. Paris. Oh, okay. Maybe I, I think they that. went to Paris, yeah. Because, okay. which I thought it was weird that she wouldn't immediately approach them in English because I'm pretty sure most people that live in Paris probably speak at least enough English to pass by. Yeah, like you know? like Yeah, like, like I would Can be, I borrow your phone? Like, I would be very surprised if someone in Paris did not go, oh, I understand, because there's a lot of Americans there. Uh, you know, we travel there for vacation a lot. It's a very popular destination for Americans. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I agree with you that they were, like, surprisingly cool. Like, they're just like, okay, go ahead, borrow our phones. Like, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so Edward Snowden helped them de-encrypt the drive, mm-hmm. and they figured yeah. out that there was going to be, like like a terrorist attack or something right that was happening mm-hmm. so they had to go to this like like this gala opening to yeah but so but they so they go to amsterdam and to a hostel that's what oh, they're yeah. saying it's mm-hmm. like they're trying to stay in like these really like um what's that word like inconspicuous places you know mm-hmm. and um and Duffer shows up, and <laughs> he's such a little asshole. And uh, I love that, like they have they have the Australian roommate or whatever. Wasn't he Australian or something? Not, I don't think he was. Aust- I don't know. I thought he was like I, Eastern European or something. I couldn't. But- yeah, I couldn't tell. Like, and um, <clears throat> when they all pulled the gun on the the roommate, and he goes, "Americans." Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh and then he ends up killing duffer so because he thought he thought duffer was robbing them yeah which i was like what a way to like deal with a situation like that guy's not worried about any consequences or yeah well but also yeah like to kill somebody just in the hostel but i thought that was 
kind of a means a funny means to an end yeah me too too. yeah but oh also before that sebastian and audrey have that talk well they're like brushing their teeth and he talks about how when drew first met her he he actually did like her you know like he was he was there at the bar doing a job but he got distracted by her and then it showed like sebastian watching him on like the like a camera like in a surveillance van and he thought like audrey was funny as well so like mm-hmm. they have like chemistry between them yeah and, and then he, he goes the worst song is your body is a wonderland and she's like what i lost my virginity to that <laughs> <laughs> which anyone who knows me knows that i absolutely hate that song first of all anything that compares women's body parts to food really really grosses me out i have no Does idea do that why in that song yeah it's like um your cherry lips and your bubblegum tongue and every time it oh. makes me want to cut off my own ears i hate it so much i hate that song with every ounce of my being so i was like when he said that i was like oh my god right <laughs> like, well i didn't really care like drew drew chose that mm song by the crash test dummies and i don't think that's a terrible song but in the movie, they're like, yeah, this is a terrible song. And I was like, no, I like, I, I like that song. I, I think it's a really like pretty, like the lyrics are odd, but it's a very pretty melody. Like, it's, Yeah, it's got a pretty melody. And the yeah. singer's voice is, I think, very pleasing. So I was a little bit disappointed because she even said in the movie, she said Mambo number five. And he's like, no, no, no. And I thought, well, Mambo number five is way worse than the Crash <laughs> Test Dummies. So... <laughs> Maybe that should have been a sign to me that Drew isn't all he's cracked up to be. But anyway, so um, this part coming up is something I wanted to talk about that really bothered me. So they go to this dock to dispose of Duffer's body, but they find mm-hmm. out that Duffer was working with the terrorist organization the whole time. Yeah. He was like, so I'm going to sell it to the Chinese mafia. I'm going to sell it to the Russian mafia. Really any mafia. Yeah. yeah. And so they he gets a text on his cell phone but they can't read it so they have to like use his like he's dead they have to use his dead fingerprint you know yeah yeah and then it kept like locking back up after a certain time she's like oh i need to unlock it again and then she ends up like really grossly cutting off his thumb so she can take it with her and i thought surely the first time you unlocked it with the thumb you could just change the settings like you don't that's what i thought too i'm off and I thought that was a really gross and weird detail because anybody who owns a cell phone would know that once you unlock it the first time, you could even set your own password. You know, right. you don't, you don't, you can turn off the thumbprint function. And I thought that was really gross. I, I did too. I didn't care yeah. for that she cut the thumb off and that she carried around in like a lipstick container. I thought that was really gross <laughs> as well. You know, well, first of all, it would start smelling like yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty quickly, pretty quickly, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I totally agree with you. And that was one of the first things I thought too when I first saw that scene. And I was like, just change the password, like change right. the code, like yeah, do anything. And it was weird because it locked up like with almost like within five seconds of them yeah. unlocking it. And I was just like, how do you get anything done? It was you know? like that scene almost made me feel like it was ma- like that scene made me feel like it was made in like 1996 when the audience most of the audience wouldn't know what cell how cell phones work you know right. like right. Oh, cell phones are always locking up like yeah it right. was totally yeah, unrealistic like, for the time that it was like and it, and it would have taken like two seconds and I didn't really understand the reason why they cut off the thumb except for to show that Audrey's just like 
kind of okay with doing it. You yeah, know? she just like gets down to business, I guess. Yeah. yeah. She and but it would I would think it would be really difficult like getting through the bone unless you're like tearing well, off. She like, like broke the, the bone. She uh, snapped yeah. it. And that was really oh. gross. I just the whole thing was could have I could have done without it. Especially I, I agree. Especially since we all know how cell phones work. Like yeah. it was weak. It was super weak to begin yeah. with. Um, I agree. I yeah. totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Um, it's, yeah, no, it, it like, it, it totally bothered me too. Cause I was like, what the, you know, I mean, weird. Yeah. Um, so then they have to, so Audrey and Sebastian have to dress up as the Canadian, oh, this Canadian couple. But yeah. I like I like when um, Morgan is picking them up and she's like, <laughs> Hello, my name is Bill. <laughs> I'm just an Australian guy. How did I get here, you what ask? You say? Yeah. How did a bloke like me end up in blah blah blah? Whatever. And she's <laughs> acting like the limo driver. Yeah. And then I love they it. and they, they drug get, them up. They get in the car and they like drug them so they fall asleep. But like Morgan keeps going through her bit and Audrey's like, we're done. They're sleeping. She's like, oh, but I had a whole bit worked out. And she's trying to go through it all. I love it. Well, she's an actress too. So yeah. it's like her thing is like, I, like I loved it when they, so they get to the gala mm-hmm. and I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I love how she's dressed up to be in one of the, like the Cirque du Soleil people. And she's like, I'm so excited. I've always wanted to be in Cirque du Soleil. And Sebastian is like, you're not going to be in the show. You're just going to be backstage. And she sees, she sees the guy in the show with like a big bag that has like a dollar symbol on it. And he, and, he, and she goes, you guys, I think I found the guy who's trying to buy the drive from you. I'm going to take action. And they're like, no, that's, he's part of the show. And she's like, no, I'm going to go with my gut on this. And then she sees him open the bag and like throw confetti. And she goes, okay, he was part of the show. And I'm not doing it justice, but it made me laugh. <laughs> um, so I love that they like dyed their hair. First, it really like, I don't know who has ever, like if, if, Audrey's never dyed her hair before, but she left a lot of spaces open where yeah, she did not dye. Like, like it was roots, like she, it was like yeah. all around her head. There was yeah. like almost like half inch of space of like rootage. I thought the same thing, and I was just like, "Why not just do the whole thing?" I don't understand why they did that. And I noticed that there was like a huge chunk in the back too that wasn't touched. Mm-hmm. And um, but then Morgan dyed her hair brunette and, and she's like, shit, they're looking for a blonde and a brunette. And so they're just flip-flopping basically. <laughs> like, and she goes, oh gee, I hope that doesn't get, get us killed tonight. <laughs> I like the little heart to heart they had where they're like, don't die on me. Yeah. You don't die on me either. I, <laughs> I, know, I love it. They're really so cute. cute. Yeah. And they're like, and um and I love how uh, you know how Audrey's like Morgan you're not too much she's like you're perfect everyone else is boring and blah 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 and I love them I love yeah. their relationship it's really cool that's what yeah and I I'm just gonna reiterate it again I just really liked that they never fell apart they yeah. were always strong friends yeah they were always like rooting for each other you know they're laughing at poop jokes like <laughs> yeah I like so anyway so they're at the gala the party. Uh-huh. And Drew shows up, and I got really excited at first because I'm because I like 
her and Sebastian, like they hinted at like her and Sebastian having this chemistry, but I didn't really care. I don't need, like, I didn't care about them falling in love because I liked the friendship story so much. I didn't either. Yeah. But when Drew came back, I got excited because I was like, good. Like, I don't want to see her fall in love with a new person, but if like her and Drew can have like their romance back, I think that would be a cute ending. But then you know, then as the scene progresses, I'm like, oh, I don't want her. He's not a good guy. I don't want her no. to end up with him. And when well, he's like out- going through her purse and everything and she's like, wait, like, and I thought that was weird that she wasn't immediately like, why are you going through my stuff? Yeah, because like, I picked up on it pretty quick as well. I was yeah. like, he's looking for the drive. Yeah, like he's like, he's like, I've... I've There's never a really had loud- an experience where someone just wants to go through my bag just to go through my bag. You know what I mean? Like it's right. never like unless exactly. it's like my sister, which is totally different. You know, that's yeah. Usually, like she just does it because she just wants to do it. She doesn't ask me. You know. So, but him just going through her bag and like looking at all the stuff, and he's like opening it up, and it's just like, I'm like, why are you okay with this? Because. Right. Exactly. I mean, I also am seeing it from like kind of a jaded point of view because I've already seen this movie like seven times. So um, I know that he's not the good guy, you know, but I think like, I don't think, I mean, I don't think you're necessarily being jaded. I think I picked up on it as well. Like as that scene progresses, you kind of start to think, wait a second, maybe he's not everything he seems to be. And then when he's go like keeps going through her bag i picked up on it pretty quick like yeah he's looking for the drive he's not good so i think i don't think that it's i don't think you're jaded i think you know okay it's meant to be i think maybe audrey might be like a little bit naive you know well i i think like on a deeper level when you're in love with somebody like those feelings don't, just don't go away that's true so yeah. like you want to trust them and she thought he was dead like she right. thought that he was protecting her and that he loved her the whole time and when she saw him alive like she was so excited and she still loved him you know right yeah it's hard to like i guess it's hard to see someone's flaws when like you just like them so much that you, right. you kind of like you almost can't look past who they are as a person because you're like well no no like i mean they wouldn't do that they wouldn't whatever you know um right. yeah 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 so um, so that was that was good i'm glad that they like i'm glad they made him really bad so right. then i didn't want them to be together anymore you know no yeah. <laughs> no he was uh um but i so let's talk about morgan being confronted by um yeah yeah okay so first of all amazing that morgan can keep her shit on a trapeze That's yeah cool i like, like that like her she did like a an acting role in a circus so for some reason that means that she's capable of doing <laughs> yeah. the trapeze and like then the part that i really i really like really bothered me was um not Nadia, whatever. I think it's Nadia. Nadia. She um wraps like a chain 
around yeah. Morgan's neck and Morgan lets go of the trapeze to hold on to the strap which is going to kill her yeah, faster she's gonna die like, she was she should have died in that yeah, moment like yeah. and she, I was like why would you grab it like you could easily move your body away from it instead of grabbing it and choking yourself even more yeah I, just, I thought that, that was un, very unrealistic in a scene that was full of unrealism I thought that really went over the edge yeah, yeah like, like I, I was could, too much I, could, I was like on board with everything else but that part I was like yep why would you do that same like for I me. feel like your instinct would not allow you to do that you know what I no, mean? no you wouldn't let go and hang yeah. it because you would die you would choke or your neck would break or you know like right your neck yeah. isn't strong enough to hold you up as you're no. swinging you know like but no yeah but then she I liked how she was able to like swing Nadia off and she's yes like impaled herself but the audience was like freaking they're like yeah they're like clapping they're like, everything. that's a great part of the yeah. yeah like everyone thought it was like just part of the, the story the they didn't act. think it was yeah. real which works for Cir Cirque du Soleil because then they yeah. could be like yes that Murder. girl being brutally killed was definitely part of the show yeah sure 100 yep. yep and there's there's a part right before that fight starts where they're standing she's standing on one trapeze and she sees Nadia on the other one. And she says over the radio, like bad news guys, Nadia is he, and she says her name really badly. She's like, Nadia is here. <laughs> and I just really liked that. As well. <laughs> Nadia. Yeah. She's, she, <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, so anyway, so then back to Drew and, and Audrey and, uh, the parents show up again, Tom and Marsha. Mm -hmm. And I like how she's still calling them Tom and Marsha because I don't know what I would call them at that point. Yeah, I'd be like, like these fucking assholes them. or something, yeah. like anything. Um, but, and they are killed by Drew. And I love that, like, Sebastian and Drew are like, are like standing and they're holding guns at each other. And, and Sebastian's like, Drew's part of Highland. And Drew goes, Sebastian's part of Highland. <laughs> Yeah. Sebastian's like Drew did this and and Drew just like Sebastian did this like, he's like you can't repeat everything I'm saying about you and say it is about me like it's <laughs> oh man um but Audrey is kicked you know she kicks ass after Drew shoots Sebastian so you're like oh shit Sebastian's mm -hmm. dead did you think he died I did I, I did. well I did, yeah, because I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure who, like, if he was still bad or not. I wasn't sure if they were gonna keep him alive. So I, I kind of thought he might be dead. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love that she she grabs the gun from him and and but Audrey or Morgan like throws a cannonball at him and knocks him out, or not even yeah. knocks him out. That was like crazy. Yeah. Like she hit him in the head, and he was just like, "Oh, that hurt." And I'm like, "Shit, dude, that was." That could that have was, killed you. Yeah. yeah, like that was kind of like, yeah. Um, so but you find out Sebastian had a bulletproof vest on and mm -hmm. he's alive. And Drew was the bad guy the whole time. Yeah. And yeah. the drive. And then you find out Audrey actually swallowed the drive. This Not Audrey. Morgan swallowed the drive this, <laughs> yeah. this time. She actually swallowed it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And uh, oh, um, so then they're out on the street and all the action is done and everything's calmed down and Sebastian and Audrey are having like a, a little bit of a romantic moment. And then you see Morgan on the phone with her parents again. 
<laughs> I'm using Sebastian's phone. But then she she's like, oh, there's a call coming in and it's Jillian Anderson. And she's like, uh, talking about how tell tell Sebastian he can come back to work. He doesn't have to be on leave anymore because he did a good job. And then Morgan's like, and I'll come in on Monday too. You know, I've got, a, you know, I'm ready. I'm, I want to work for you. And she's like, don't come in. Morgan, do not come in. And she's like, I'm going to be there. I won't come. I'm just kidding. What kind of coffee do you like? I'm coming. I, just like back I love forth. it. I love how she's like, well, I have a audition. You know, you know what? No, I- I'll come in. I'll come yeah. in. I'll go in. And, um, but I love how she starts out and she goes is this who i think it is she's so in awe whatever is like how would i possibly know who you think this is (laughs) i like that she never breaks i know even though morgan loves her like she's so in awe of her she still never breaks it's great and um and so then sebastian and audrey kiss which I really didn't care particularly about. I could have taken it or leaved it. Like, I don't. I don't it. think I. Yeah, the shoehorned love story. I don't really. I agree. Like whatever. It felt a little forced. Yeah. It was like it wasn't. I didn't think it was super necessary. It was okay. It was fine. It was fine. It was cute for what it was. If they didn't include it, I don't think it would have changed much. I think it just like it. What bothered me about it was that it it was still supporting the trope of like one friend gets a boyfriend and the other one doesn't yeah and i i don't like that because it's kind of a trope of like the pretty friend almost and they're both beautiful women and they're both fun women and they're both worthwhile but for some reason there's just this like well you're the sidekick you don't get a man or and she does so like i didn't really care like i i prefer if both of them were just single for a while and then Maybe you well, see I them think, a year later and like circumstances had changed for both of them or maybe you see them a year later and it's just the two of them and maybe they're just like and Sebastian and they're all working together but they're not romantically in Right. Well, and know. I think that they could have done it a lot more subtly like they exchange a look or something and you're like, ooh. Yeah, I agree. Because yeah. I would have liked that more if it had been more like, are they? Aren't they? Stay tuned for the sequel, which I'll hope they'll make <laughs> because... <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Really awesome. I'd be afraid. I'd be afraid that they'll ruin the magic with the sequel. Oh, I know. I me know. too. Me but, too. but yes, no, I agree. Like, stay tuned. Like, things are going to happen in the future that we won't ever see, but we can make, draw our own conclusions. Right. Exactly. Way. And yeah. I, like, I've, I love a good cliffhanger to anything, really, because I like the idea of being like, oh, so I'm going to come to my own conclusions or I still don't really know what's going on, but it's going to make me think about it. And with this, it was just with them just getting together. I was like, I mean, I guess. Right. But then it's, it's almost like the speed thing of like shared trauma being yeah, close like, together. You know, they actually so, get to know each other. Or was it just like a life and death situation where they had to rely on It was a lot of adrenaline. Other? Yeah. 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 So yeah, in in like we said, the friendship story was so strong that there really didn't need to be a romance. I would have been fine no. with them being like a mod squad almost with two yeah. women and a man instead of two men and a woman, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, anyway, then you get like a year later and they're in like a Japanese bar. They're in Tokyo. They're yep. in Tokyo and it's uh, Audrey's birthday again and, and Kate McKinnon, um, 
I keep calling her Kate McKinnon, but Morgan. <laughs> I love the food puns. Yeah, I, I have love loved you the since food. the udon of time. <laughs> I the food puns were making me laugh. Like I love puns, but the food puns were really good. She's like, I'm gonna sashimi right over here. <laughs> Are my food puns teriyaki? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you find out that it's a job. Like they're they're pre they're having a pretend spies. birthday party, and they're spies now, and they take out some I, I guess maybe yakuza guy yeah probably yakuza implication, yeah implication but yeah and then and and that's then, it it's pretty fun it. it's a fun movie it's really fun i would I'm, recommend it 100 percent. oh me too mm-hmm. it's my stork so yeah. i pretty much i would also recommend storks yep <laughs> i also would recommend storks especially the um scene in the glass factory that was <laughs> So yeah, this movie is on Hulu and I, if you want just a fun laugh, I would watch it for sure. Yeah. And if you find yourself really liking Kate McKinnon, look up some of her Saturday Night Live sketches because she's very talented. Yeah. Very, very, very talented. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And we also wanted to mention, I was looking at SoundCloud and all the different uh, places where people are listening to us. And for some reason, our biggest listener seems to be in the Philippines. So, hey, Filipinos. <laughs> I'm like, and hey, you know, we'd love to hear where you're from if you're listening to us. So send us a message, DM us on, you know, Instagram. Um, I guess I should start saying we're Instagram, Watchers of Movies, Facebook at Watchers of Movies. And yeah, and I think that's really exciting because it's cool to like know that there are people outside of the United States that are listening to us. Yay. <laughs> Anyway, um, so you'd recommend this movie? Oh, big time. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. Same, same. It's very yeah. fun. It's 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 just, it's a fun little jaunt. You know, if you're looking for something to make you feel better, make you laugh, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So follow us on, as I said, Instagram, Facebook. And uh, if you have any movie recommendations, wa- watchersofmovies at gmail.com. Uh, thank you to Mike for our music. You can find him on Twitter at the Mike Show 42. His name is Mike Myers. Thank you, Mike. Yep. yep. And you can find us on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, on Spotify, and iTunes, on uh, Google Play. And hey, if you listen on a platform that you want us to be on, let us know. And I will submit our RSS feed because we love getting our stuff out there. So, you know, and please leave us five stars on itunes that's how we'll get out there that's how we get noticed so if you like our stuff promote us because we love you (laughs) right i i like you a lot okay she's not ready to make that commitment yet it's okay i am (laughs) all right well thank everyone for listening bye bye bye